0: Good morning, I'm Andrea Ficchera and this is The Word in 7 Minutes for Monday, September 26, 2016. Snapchat lost the chat. The company has been renamed Snap Inc, while it's preparing to move beyond its social sharing app. After the commercial failure of Google Glass, the hardware sales have been halted last January, Snapchat announced Saturday it will launch a line of video-catching sunglasses called spectacles. These are not just a pair of sunglasses with a built-in camera for shooting video. According to Team Snap, they are built to create memories, 10 seconds of video from a first-person point of view, with cameras thought to be significantly wider than a smartphone field of view. Ivan Spiegel, the chief executive officer and co-founder of Snap, has been testing a prototype of the glasses since at least early 2015 and he explained that what distinguishes spectacles from traditional cameras are the 115 degrees lens that will record circular video akin to how human eyes view the world and will free one's hand to do more interesting things while recording. According to the latest reports Snapchat now reached more than 150 million daily users, using its service for sending video, images and self-destructing text messages, generating billion video views per day. Talking of the company, Twitter shares jumped more than 20%, following reports that several companies, including Google and Salesforce.com, may want to buy the social network. No actual sale is imminent, but according to an anonymous source of CNBC, Twitter had received expression of interest from several companies, and something could happen by the end of the year. The new features, concentrated on media content, like video and sport, has not translated into gains for its user base, but this could be a breath of fresh air for Twitter, that since the return of its co-founder, Jack Dorsey, to run the company, has particularly shaken its shareholders. Now. After the latest tension with India, Pakistan is preparing to tighten more and more its relationship with Moscow. During the Cold War, Moscow and Islamabad were on opposite sides, but few days ago Russian troops landed in Pakistan for a two-week counter-terrorism joint exercise. About 200 military personnel from both sides are taking part in the war games called Friendship 2016, in a mountainous area in Punjab province. But two decades after the end of Cold War, while relations with Russia are improving, those with the United States are getting worse after Washington accused Islamabad of helping Afghan Taliban fighters. Let's go in Britain, where Labor's leader Jeremy Corbyn handily won re-election as head of the opposition party. The 67-year-old left-wing politician elected the leader in September 2015, was challenged due to his handling of the Brexit campaign, winning almost 62% of more than 500,000 votes cast by Labour members and supporters. Corbyn's margin of victory is larger than a year ago, and according to some exit poll, his victory over challenger Owen Smith was driven by the new members. But the opposition party remains split between left-wingers and moderates. And while he calls for unity in his troubled and deeply divided party, Prime Minister Theresa May's government negotiates the control withdrawal from the European Union. Meantime, during a party conference in Liverpool, former Labour leader and Remain campaigner Ed Miliband has said the Labour Party needs to reach out to people who vote for Brexit because he feels their voice are not being heard in politics, pleading the members not to become the party of the 48% who backed EU membership. Meanwhile, the situation in Syria is getting worse. The intense high raids of these days have left almost 100 victims under the rubble and destroyed the infrastructure that carries water to the city, leaving nearly 2 million people without water. UNICEF has raised the alarm about the risks, especially those faced by children. Now that the population is forced to use waters from wells, often contaminated, waterborne diseases have become a serious problem. The Syrian army, has denied having carried out their strike on civilian target, but the image shown in these days by local television describe a city ruins. Meantime, on the other side of the world, at the UN Security Council, takes place a public clash between Washington and Moscow. US Ambassador Samantha Power said that what Russia is sponsoring and doing is not counterterrorism, it is barbarism. Instead of pursuing peace, Russia and Assad make war. But the Russian Ambassador Cherkin has denied the allegations. Not in that there are hundreds of militant groups wielding across Syria. Country's territory is bombed by anyone who feels like doing it. And Syria's return to peace has become almost an impossible task. Other political tension, this time in Gabon, a country on the west coast of Central Africa. Since its independence from France in 1960, Gabon, one of the region's more stable countries, has had just three presidents. But the last elections have brought turmoil to the country. The presidential elections, held on August 27, ended with the victory of the outgoing president Ali Bongo, based on the result announced by the Interior Ministry. According to observer and the opposition, however, to have won it the challenger Xi Ping, who called for people to remain vigilant and mobilized. But the international community cannot turn his head the other way. Indeed, Gabon is a country immensely full of raw materials. Oil, above, is one of the main sources of wealth of the country. Which is still the heart of a political and economic system called Francafrique, a system that provides enormous rents to France. Nonetheless, on Friday, the Constitutional Court had been unable to rectify vote counting anomalies, leaving the country in the grip of riots and clashes. That's all for today. Subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And visit the website at thewardin7minutes.com. As always, thanks for listening.